The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California. Hey, actually strike that. It's not really beautiful right now. It's too hot. This is the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Hello, everybody. It's me, Ken Absog, for the 58th edition of the show called The Three Things, which is usually three things on my mind. I think I have three things on my mind. I've been trying to script things a little more. I, I never, unless it's like sketches or something on Saturday night, Napsock, maybe an occasional written prepared thing on Box Score Heroes, Castley Talk, Four Centers Show, the new show Data Pit. Well, actually, that's a lot. But generally, I don't try to script anything. Uh, maybe a note here here or there, but I've been trying to be better about it, because I don't want to be a rambling fool. I mean, that's impossible. That's what I am. But today, we're going old school. It's the three things on the top of my head, because there's only one thing really on my mind, and that's the heat. Oh, let me talk about the heat. I broadcast currently from Burbank, California, in the past, Studio City, California. Uh, look on a map if you're not too familiar. It's in the San Fernando Valley. But on the edges, it's on the the eastern edges of the valley, Studio City, southeast, almost Hollywood. I mean, it's like the last stop out. But really, there's no difference. Well, there's a huge difference. L.A., if if you're familiar with the landscape of L.A. before this becomes a Californian sketch, it's very different. It's so spread out. It's not connected. And I love it for that. I really do. You get different experiences. You want to go to Santa Monica, Venice Beach? I don't know why you would. Oh, 72 degrees right now on the beach? Right. Good luck getting to the beach. Good luck finding a parking spot. The whole place smells like homeless piss and whale. All right? But that's just me. I know a lot of people that love the west side. The beach side. The west side can also be a little different, too. Very city. Culver City, Beverly Hills... Brentwood, that type of area. I'm not going to run through all the boroughs. They're not even boroughs. They're just different parts of L.A. But I'm a valley guy. I've been in the valley now for 22 years, and it has a bad reputation, which at times is justified. Other times, quite frankly, not. Quite frankly, it's stupid. The way a lot of uh, people think of the valley. I mean, I'm saying that as someone who just called the west side of Los Angeles Homeless whale, uh, homeless whale piss, homeless piss and whale. It's all the same to me. <laughs> the heat has made me cranky. I mean, my body's itching. Dude, here's the thing. I'm broadcasting this show right now, this episode of The Three Things, with an ice pack in my butt. I mean, not in it. It's like the, it's in my pants, though. I'll let you figure out how far. <laughs> That's how hot it is right now. And I can't turn it I don't have central air. First time since 1998 that I have not had central air in the house. And it's okay. We generally survive. It's 104 right now. But I have a lot of thoughts about the heat. I should be used to this. And I'm mad at myself right now. I'm mad at myself for being bothered by the heat. And I'm mad at, mad at myself for... It's a reminder of when we let ourselves get mad at something that we know's there. And then what's the problem? Us. Like we know... It's going to get hot. It's July in a desert. It's going to get hot. The fact that I've decided to live in a house that only has wall units for ACs, I should be thankful I have the wall units. 
And we are. We just had ours repaired. A, a one in the living room was uh, made in like 1984. We just got a new one. It's brand new and it's it's great. And you can just walk up to it with nothing but a towel and stand by it. And the, the AC unit doesn't judge you for it. And you, you know, flap your way to some coolness. It's great. Um, but I should be prepared. And then that, that's something that upsets me when I'm like, I know it's like going on Twitter. I know that if I see some Star Wars meme and it's positive related to Star Wars and I, and I look at it and I go into the replies, I know I'm going to find a bunch of idiots. Yet when I'm there and I'm 22, 22 comments down the line and I'm mad, at that point, I'm the problem, right? That's why I've kind of put aside social media, uh, not, not as a marketing tool or as a way to stay informed. Yeah, all that's fine, but... As, as far as I'm concerned, I, 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 I refuse to actively engage on it right now. And it's not you, it's me. It's truly me. Because I know I can't stop. And it's been great. I've had a lot of chances to put uh, my creative energies into actual creative things. You know? I was talking to my friend Van about this the other day. Because uh, he's kind of done the same thing. And I'm like, I'm finding it really refreshing um, to... to when I have a funny thought or what I think's funny, let's be honest, I don't have a lot of funny thoughts. Let me put it somewhere. I actually just had something today. I think it's going to be a bit on Saturday Night Napsack in an upcoming episode. And I was like, oh, I would have tweeted that. And what does that tweet get you? Oh, yeah, you, you? Have you ever had a tweet go viral? I've not. I've had some tweets get some traction. The, the t- tweet I made that got the most traction was me defending some former coworkers against a, another former coworker. Like, I don't want to be known for that. It was a stressful, angry day. I wanted to punch a wall or a person or a person with a wall. I don't want to be, I don't want to do that. What's that? Instead, let me just put the creative energies into it. And then that sense, that, 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 that drive we all have, whether you're a performer or not, we all have that drive to be noticed, validated, paid attention to. Don't fault yourself for that. That's part of the human condition. When I make a tweet, send a tweet out. Make an Instagram post. What do I spend the next three hours doing? Opening up that app and refreshing. Who likes me? Who likes me? Who likes me? Oh, that person didn't like it, or that person liked it. Oh, okay. To what end? I'm not saying that's horrible. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad to be, want to be liked. I'm just saying for me, that stopped working. And so it is with the heat. Oh, yes, the heat. I mean... My uh, my noise gate's kicking in on the mics because I got fans going. I wish I could turn the AC on, but I can't, so I got this ice pack uh, uh, down my butt. <laughs> uh, it's a 100% true story, and it's helping. I feel refreshed. I feel refreshed right now, okay? We are sitting in this big heat wave. Burbank is putting out heat advisory things, and, and you know, there for the grace of God go I. Others are in worse positions. I believe in that. But here I am. It's a, it's a frame of mind. Today, I am getting my ass kicked by the heat because I'm letting it. I'm letting it. It's not that, again, not that being hot's a thing. Being hot's a real thing. But like even now, I'm, I'm layered right now. Hold on. On air, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take, hold on. I'm going to take my headphones down. There you go. You can't hear me. You can't. Uh, hitting the mic. Uh, there you go. I had an undershirt on today, like I'm a grandpa going to sell pens. Why did I? I'm now I'm now broadcasting in an A shirt and with an ice pack in my pants. How do you all feel about that? 
I'm not going to let the def- heat defeat me anymore. It's going to be hot the rest of the week. It's going to be hot the rest of the month, rest of the summer season. And then, before you know it, I'll be in this studio with chattering teeth because it's too cold. I face this every summer. I faced it since 1998. I moved down to Los Angeles Octo- uh, August 15th, 1998. You know how it was in in Chatsworth, Granada Hills, where I moved, it had to have been 105. I've had days where it was 111. I used to have to walk around a mall in a suit and a tie going outside. I mean, just go outside. I'm dead. I mean, that's how bad it was, right? But I should be used used to it by now. And I should be aware. And I should... Maybe stop complaining. Now, I will say this. Sometimes just going, oh, the heat, right? It feels good. You feel and someone goes, yeah, right? You feel connected. (laughs) I think that's that's the power of venting. And that's the value of venting. I think it's okay. I think complaining gets a bad rap. (laughs) And you're talking to a grumpy, grumpy a-hole. That if you hear people make a joke about that on other podcasts or something, go grumpy Ken, they're not wrong. Now, I'll say a lot of it I have to I have to check myself. Not before I wreck myself, but before I wreck those around me. I forget sometimes that can be a draining energy. It's a it's a hopefully, but it's a it's a great podcast fuel. It's a great comedy fuel. But yeah, you gotta turn it off a little bit. And the heat, but the heat allows that. We're all grumpy in the heat, and we're all okay. But I think that's value. I think there's value in that. So that, so that's why the heat is on my mind. And we don't have like a pool. We've been thinking about getting a kiddie pool. Now our neighbors, I make fun of our neighbors, and they're not bad. There's, I'm again, I'm being grumpy. They are. Let's just say they sit out there listening to some '80s hair band kind of. We we got a lot of here I go again's on my own playing out there, and they pop open the beers. God bless them. I pop open the whiskeys. But they got an up. They got a above ground pool. They put it in their uh, driveway. It's pretty big. It's right out my studio window here. I don't know if you can hear that. That's me looking at their pool. They've used it once. That's what. That's why I'm not a huge fan of pools. Like if our if our if our landlord came to us right now and said, hey, "I'm thinking of adding a pool in the backyard, dig a hole." Get a backhoe or a construction crew out here, lay some concrete, put a pool in. What do you think about that? I'd be like, I, you know what? How about just a hammock? I'm a hammock guy. I'm not a camper, but I, if you're going to try to get me to go camping, if you have a hammock, a hammock of, of good merit, I'll be there. I love a hammock. Maybe I should get a hammock, one of those portable hammocks. Just seems like a breeding ground for spiders. We already have that here, but I think I'm wor- it's worth it. But a pool, I wouldn't do it. Well, you get in there once, and then you're done. That's not on my mind. That's not the heat's still on my mind. But that's that's a pools are on my mind. And I'm looking at my neighbors though. I'm thinking they go away because they go. They're river folk. They'll grab a big. They have a diesel four by ten truck. I don't know what it is. It could it could move mountains, and you need like a step ladder to get up. And it's always in front of our house. And I'm not judging it, you know, whatever. I have a 2002 Mustang with a dent in the side that my friend sold me for a buck. What am I to judge a car on? Uh, but they, they fire, you hear it fire up. You smell it. And they load up. It's like a four-seater, probably seats 10 in the, in the cab. And uh, it's a husband and wife and a kid, and they head out. 
and they go to God knows where. We assume it's a lake. Who knows? It could be a it could be the polar ice caps. I don't know. They get out of town a lot. So I'm thinking, I don't think they have security cameras. Is it possible to hop the fence and get in the pool? Now here's the thing, we're not friendly with them. We're not we tried to be. For we moved in a year ago, Grace and I were out front like waving at them. Hi. They turned our they turned their backs on us. Good luck to you in an earthquake, I say to them. Our other neighbors to the other side, to the north, distant but friendly. We've had conversations. We see them, we wave. That's all. That's the human contract we all enter into. Hi, human, a wave. We live next to each other. You might do some things that annoy us, and we probably do some things that annoy you. When I have fire pit nights, I know they can hear it in one of the bedrooms. We try to keep it down. But, you know, sometimes it's impossible, and you're just having great fun around a fire pit. But we've entered into a contract. Hi, we wave. How you doing? How's the heat? Heat's bad. We've entered into an agreement. So if there's a natural disaster that requires uh, neighbors to band together, river folk, up, up ground, uh, above ground pool folks, not getting my attention. Uh, the other folks, getting my attention. Where did I go? Oh, this is about the heat. Should I jump into my neighbor's pool is all I'm saying. I mean, I'm thinking of getting an inflator. I should look it up right now on, like, a website, and then it's not going to be delivered. It'll take months to get here. I was just in a mailbox center. Oh, this is random. And the poor guy in front of me is trying to mail something to Australia. And he had an Australian accent, which I won't try to do. But from behind, he was about 6'4", tall dude, had some work boots on, but skinny jeans. And, like, just from behind, when I, I didn't see him, and he had a mask on. He had a hair. He looked his hair looked like uh, looked like um, Rick Mayhold in uh, Yahoo Serious. Uh, like, and I was like, uh, this guy looks like he's from Australia. And then he spoke, and then he's like trying to mail a package to Australia. Uh, it was going to take him like three and a half months. Side note: so if I order this pool, if I order like a little inflatable pool, which I want to do. I just have a feeling it's not going to get here in time and it's not going to be worth the investment. And then that's, I need to kick my ass more and just take the heat on. Here's the life lesson. Are you listening on this, on the weirdest episode of the three things? Okay. On the weirdest episode of the three things. It's probably been weirder. Let's be honest. We should all be prepared to stick an ice pack down our pants to get through the tough times of life. Dig deep with the ice pack and survive it. I'm going to tell myself, stop complaining about the heat or in the winter, stop complaining about the cold because they're going to be there every year, if we're lucky. Until the sun shows up on our front door and says, surprise, Al Gore was right. We, this is what we got. Summer's hot, winter's cold. And you might be in another part of the country or another part of the world where maybe it's flipped and reversed, or maybe you have actual seasons. We don't have, you know, fall, autumn, spring. I mean, kind of. We have fire season, which is going on right now, which isn't helping. It's going to be there every year. It's going to be there, if we're lucky. Let me shut up about it a little bit. I'll vent here and there, but I'm not going to let it dominate my life. You can't change the unchangeable. So stick an ice pack in your pants and deal with it. And not just deal with it, but persevere. Get up around it. Yeah, I think that's on my mind. 
Number two thing on my mind. Oh God, it's a it's in response to the heat, and it was actually a good way to handle the heat. That was pretty bad. I for the first time in a number of years, and people probably don't believe this, but I for the first time in a, in a number of years, I'm, I'm giving it like two years because I can't remember the last time I did this. That's how long ago that it was. I had a McFlurry. McDonald's, not a sponsor. If they want to pay me 12000 an episode, I'll gladly make this the McDonald's uh, knapsack hour. All right, maybe 10000 It was Sunday. I had uh, done a little bit of uh, test streaming, did a, done a little bit of work on Box Score Heroes, and I was like, that's it, I'm done. And Grace was like, well, that's it, I'm done. We had passed by the other day at McDonald's uh, running an errand in the safety of our car. And she said, she said, you know, I haven't had a, a McFlurry in like decades. That sounds really good right now. I said, let's do it on Sunday. Let's reward ourselves. And that's what we did. Don't tell her I told you. All right. You'll get a, you'll get a big, long lecture on Think Peace and about how I was wrong about McFlurry's. But we went and got him. We went and got him. And God bless her. Grace doesn't go to fast food, uh, I mean, her whole life. Like, whole life. I don't want to pick on her. I don't, this doesn't, I don't just come off as pick up. She went, once had to call me from like a Burger King. She didn't know. She had gone in, just was like, I'm going to do it by herself. Needed food on the go or something, post audition or something. And had to get help working the soda machine. I, I think I've mentioned that before, maybe in the afternoons. And it's a 100% true story. I mean, and God bless her for it. Right? Well, we pulled in the drive-in, and she didn't know the McDonald's menu. And I don't know how to explain that to someone on the fly. So we're in the drive-thru. I get it's kind of stressful. Like if, if, if there's not a car or two in front of you and you can't see the menu, and you all, all of a sudden that, that squawk box is squawking at you, uh, hi, welcome, what do you have you order? And I don't want to mess them up. Those fast food workers are, are not getting paid uh, as much as the hassle is worth it. Now, I agree not every job can pay super well. That's why, you know, you want to drive and strive for something a little better, but that's a different conversation. But I have sympathy for these workers. Plus, it's a lockdown pandemic virus situation. Who knows what they're dealing with every day? And who knows, have they, do they have to go to work? They probably had no choice. If their McDonald's branch opened up again, they, they have to go back. They have to choose between work and health. That's, uh, you know, I have a problem with that. Uh, so I'm on their side there. And, you know, I just try to be nice to humans. Even, even as, as grumpy as I am, I, I try to be nice to the general public, right? That's a good way to live, I think. I'm no hero, but I'm not a villain. We, we, but that squawk, and there's so much pressure on you. I do agree with Grace on that. There's so much pressure the moment you hear that. Hey, welcome to McDonald's, can I take your order? I don't want to delay them. And I know, and if, if you out there have ever worked a drive-thru, if you're listening, you probably tell me, yeah, you know, we appreciate it, but, you know, be ready. But we can give you a second. In fact, it might save time. In fact, I bet they're like, you know what? Actually, if you could tell us, give me a moment, moment we can catch up to, to the previous customer, cash transactions and handing the food out. Now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I haven't worked a drive through Worked a movie theater concession stamp and not a drive through So, and I think maybe that's where it comes from. I just, want to, I just want to serve you best and get you out of here. So I have that on the flip side. I am, a, I am, I am, I have a problem with not... When it, I have a problem with approaching a menu 
and not knowing the answer of what can I get you. I want the answer before they even think to utter it, before they even have a chance to utter it. So we had a lot of pressure. Uh, but we did order, uh, I ordered an old uh, a number. And that was, that was the thing. Grace was like, well, what's, what's here? And I'm like, how do you upload the McDonald's menu? The numbers occasionally change. But it's been the same since I was a kid, right? McDLT notwithstanding. What was the one? What was the, the McFresh? What was the Mc, the one that was like two sides to a story? You flipped them over. You had the hot side, the cool side. What was that? I didn't like, I liked the idea. But McDonald's needs to keep in its, stay in its lane of how fast can I eat this in my car before I get home and anyone sees that I did this. So I don't want a, a uh, McDonald's burger that has folding involved. That's where they failed. But generally, right, the menu stayed the same. So I couldn't, I didn't know what to tell Grace. So we ended up just getting her a McFlurry and I got a meal. Not that I think she, oh, I got a large French fries. That's what I was. I was like, large Frenchie, please. And they were like, we, we completely understand what that means. Or do you guys do that too? Do you guys as, as couples have uh, languages, shortcuts, phrases, turns of phrase, and then you accidentally launch it into the world? I mean, you guys have heard me say Tinky Winky, which is, you know, what Ratsy does out in the yard, if we're lucky, most of the time on a pee pad at my foot. Um, and that just, Frenchies are French fries. Wow. We're geniuses, right? So I ordered a large Frenchie from the, uh, from the McDonald's. And then we had the McFlurries. And that's the point of this. That's the number thing. That's the number two thing on my mind. You guys are great for listening to this slop. It's just so hot. It's so hot. This ice pack's starting to warm up. It's starting to, starting to cool down. And it's still in my pants. But that McFlurry, God bless it, was the best thing I've had in a long time. On a hot day, I waited. I didn't eat it in the car. Got home, put on some 30 Rock on Hulu. And I just, and you know those plastic hollow spoons they give you at McDonald's that go to the bottom of the cup? And I don't take the lid off. I don't take the lid off. I leave that little, like, half-open hole in the middle plastic cup they put on the McFlurries, the topper. I don't take those off. It's a safeguard. It's like I'm an animal, and if they remove that, I'll choke on the McFlurry. And dive right in. Treat yourself. That's the lesson here. You want to fight the heat? You want to stop complaining about the heat? Deal with it. Put an ice pack in your butt, then treat yourself. Oh, I treated myself to those McFlurries. Oh, my God. Well, one. All right. I would have, if Grace had offered me, the Hermit Flurry, but she had it too, and she loved it too. But here's the problem: I have I, people. I don't know why I have a reputation. I know it's because I'm a, I'm a chunky monkey at times, but people don't have. I, I guess I have a reputation for bad eating bad food. I've done that to myself. I still, to this day, have never had a Seven Eleven hot food item. But I get told all the time, "What are you getting? The, the, the pizza, hot dogs, Seven Eleven hot dogs?" No, I wouldn't touch those with my life. But the prepackaged sandwiches, I absolutely would. I'm not a monster. But believe it or not, believe it or not, like it's been, I cannot tell you the last time I went to McDonald's and I can't even kind of remember the last time I had a McFlurry. So I guess maybe that's the number two thing on my mind. It's not the heat. It's not battling the heat with a McFlurry. It's not treat yourself. The number two thing on my mind is reunite with old friends. Reach out to them at this point in time. And for me, that was the McFlurry. They only offered at this one, they only offered the Oreo McFlurry. And that, I will say, was disappointing. I like the M&M McFlurry. 
but I was in a panic. I could have, I, I, I didn't ask. I should have been like, excuse me, I'd like to hear more about your McFlurry selections. Instead of just like, I'll have a number nine large, uh, an extra large Frenchie um, uh, and, a, and two Oreo McFlurries. And I just like drove ahead. I squealed my tires. That's mm-hmm. me. It's me. It's I, I am hell to go to a restaurant with. At least one of the ones, no, all, all restaurants. But if it's a restaurant where you have to order at the counter and then you go sit down, I'm sorry. I apologize to my parents, my mother, particularly uh, to Grace, to everyone. I have a problem. If you get up to the counter and you don't know what you want, I turn on you. It really drives me crazy. I think you're holding up society. None of this is true. It's just in my head. So I'd like to publicly apologize to everyone who's witnessed me be grumpy in a fast food line, drive through or in person. Show up ready. I know it stems, I've talked about this before, I don't want to remix it. It stems from working in a movie theater where people would show up to the movie theater. What you showing? Go after yourself. You know what we're showing. There's a billboard outside too. If you, if you happen to pull into the parking lot of the movie theater of the festival cinemas, in a Royal Grande, California in the mid-90s, if you pulled in the parking lot, there was a giant marquee out front with the names of all movies in all 10 theaters. So if you happen to get in your car and just said to someone in your party, your family, relationship, whatever, you want to see a movie? Yeah, let's go see a movie. You drove to the theater and you parked you got out of your car and you started to head towards the box office and you still didn't know what movies were being offered at that particular theater. There was a giant marquee telling you, you could at least narrow it down. That's where the, that's where the anchor comes from. Wow. This started a very positive thing with McFlurry's, didn't it? I think on that note, I'm going to take a break. The other side, the number one thing on my mind and some, plugs you know business that's the boring part i'm really mad about that mcflurry incident huh hey y'all what's going on this is kojak i create music that can be found both on youtube and soundcloud and now i'm a recent streamer on twitch So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under KOJQ. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO underscore JQ. Everyone, please be safe and thank you. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show, Behind the Bag, with Ken Napsok and Tom Dagnino. And is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a a passion for all things baseball.
Hey everyone, my name's Tommy Terry Green, and I wanted to let you know about a podcast I produce called On the Ward. Each episode in this six-part miniseries goes behind the scenes of a secure forensic psychiatric hospital, featuring interviews with the staff that work there every day, and most importantly, with the patients who are currently under section, which means they are legally detained for the safety of themselves and others. You can find all six episodes of Season 1 on Apple Podcasts and Spotify right now. Just search on The Ward. Thank you. Welcome back to the three things here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. It's a weird episode. I know it's a weird episode. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about it. I'm not worried about it. I'm worried about it. I'm a little worried about it. Let your freak flag fly. Everybody, welcome back. No other way. We've got what, the number three thing on my mind was heat. And not letting that get to you. Not trying to change the unchangeable. Number two, McFlurries. And then a lot of anger over people who don't know how to order movies. Uh, tickets at movie theaters. A lot going on there. Uh, what is the number one thing on my mind? I'll tell you what it is. It is pandemic related. As you know, I've been, I'll describe myself as pro-mask. I, I know that's quite a statement. I'm also pro not panicking, but I'm also pro con- constantly read up and adjust as needed to the changes. And two, just make sure that three, four, seven, make sure other people around you are comfortable at their own comfort level when it comes to how we deal with all this. That avoids you being the a-hole. A-hole. Guess what? I I stopped wearing uh, gloves during the initial part of this. I was putting on gloves or even little latex uh, gloves. Always so fun to put on. So here's the tip. Here's the tip of latex gloves. Give them a big blow. (laughs) Like that. Giggity. Before you put the gloves on. You can actually, in that, you can do that and get them off and reuse them if you want to. Take it from an old security pro. But anyways, I used to wear gloves. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to, I wasn't going to force that on anyone if I was out and about and they weren't in that, right? They weren't comfortable with that or they were comfortable with not only gloves but a full body suit like i wasn't going to mock them for that and i wasn't going to go after those who weren't wearing the gloves and i've told i'm I'm, I'm very you'd have to be coughing in my face which i had only once at a target line for me to get mad about you not being in a mask though i'd prefer if you didn't all that to say i don't necessarily think particularly here in california but were you listening it might be you might be in new zealand you might be the 1% of my audience that's in New Zealand. I think it's even less than 1%. We're like, we're good. And I'm literally tipping my hat to you guys. Yeah, great job. Different factors, so, but great job. We're not here to break it down. Great job. California, particularly LA, eh, you know, we're not there yet. <laughs> but... Because everyone's stir-crazy. We talked about last episode of The Three three Things. We did talk about the lockdown blues. Even if you were following everything to a T and you believe in in being safe and lower and flattened curves and blah, 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 you're going to still eventually be down. And 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 let yourself be down. It's okay to be down. Still believe that. But I am starting to get a little of that stir-crazy. Not in that I want to leave my house and go around my own town, but travel, hotels. That's been on my mind. I love hotels. I want some fruity water in a hotel lobby 
really do want to do that. And there's been some other things as worse. Some, you know, industries, particularly like entertainment, get back to, quote, normal, which w- normal involves many people in a room. What what does that look like? And then more importantly, what are we comfortable about? Have we had that discussion yet? I think it's the same principle. Do what is comfortable for you. And then don't necessarily put that comfort or that choice, more than the comfort, that choice over the head of someone close to you if you have to work with them or that situation. A stranger, throw a watermelon at him. I don't care. Not wearing a mask. You want to throw a grapefruit at their face, do it. What am I? I I'm not going to stop you. But there's been some discussions I've had recently of projects or things or ideas of, hey, when is it time to get back into the room? When is it time to be into a studio? And, and there's some things that are going, and there's a lot of policies and stuff. But I, that's the number one thing on my mind this week is, do we have just a collective kind of view of that, of what that is, and will it ever change? I think, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever fly an airplane again without a mask, not for the COVID virus, but just you sneezing in my face regardless. I think this is, I'm, I'm good with that decision. Plus, I got some cool masks my friends at Dead Celebrity put out those cool masks. I got the Vader mask, got the Stormtrooper mask. Like, this is my dream as a, as a Star Wars nerd kid. Like, I get to walk around every day looking like Darth Vader. I'm never taking this off. I wear it in my car. And I, some, I see some people at a red light looking over at me. Like, look at this idiot wearing his mask in a car. That doesn't help. That doesn't do anything. And I get it. I see their stares. But really, I'm just singing along the spin doctors in the gym blossoms so loud and I don't want you to see my mouth move. All right. That's what it is. F you. But that's my point. Why would they, why would you judge me in that? Judge me for not having it? Maybe because I do a little bit, but I'm not going to go to your, I'm not going to go to, why are we going? Why is there viral videos of people yelling at people in Trader Joe's aisles about masks? I just, that stuff drives me. I just, what are we doing here? What are we doing outside of giant, important things that happen and you need to pull out your phone? We all know what I'm talking about. Different kinds of things. Documenting something is one thing. Pulling out your phone in the hopes of documenting something and snickering while you do it. It's nice. But anyways, have we had that discussion? Do we need to have that discussion? And what's it like? And when will you be comfortable? I don't know. I am not one of those people who sets up a microphone and a camera and just barfs my opinion straight into the camera as if it's fact. I don't. These are open-ended questions. If three months from now, the mayor of California, the mayor of California, the governor of California, I know how government offices work, the mayor of L.A. and the governor of California, if they announce, we're good, it's all wrapped up here, how... How much longer am I going to wait before I get back to normal? Because I really think it still might be long. I still think. Mission accomplished. We're on, we've landed on the carrier of pandemic over. I still think I'm two to three months out. And then I'll see how it goes. But I don't want that to interfere with other people's businesses, lives, livelihoods. I don't want to put my feelings, needs, and comfort over those of, uh, that aren't me. I just don't. But I want to figure out. I want to figure out what's next. I'm worried about that. It's been on my, not worried, I'm not worried about it like I am, you know, how fast can I eat a McFlurry? But like, I think, I think that needs to be part of the discussion. Can we have a 
team chat. Can we have a Zoom call with America and, and determine? Because I'll tell you what, I think it's 2022 before we're really, and I don't, you know, I've talked about, I'm kind of amused at people being uh, afraid of that term, the new normal. I, I understand where it comes from, but like, I just don't, don't, that's fear. That's, that's the fear Anakin had in the Phantom Menace. Don't do that. You know where that leads. Um, but yeah, you know, have we thought about that? I don't know. That's a downer way to end the show, right? But it's been on my mind because I've had, I've had a couple conversations now of what does this look like? And when are we all in agreement that it's over? And I'd science, numbers, and this and that, but I'm telling you, when beyond that? Again, they announced today. I don't care what you think about the, who's in office or whatever, but the uh, government officials on state or federal levels get up on camera, burn masks and say, we're done. And streamers come down, cake is brought out. Is that it for you? Because it's not for me. And I got to be okay with that. And I think you got to be okay with that in your own time as well. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. And there will be a day where we'll all be in studios again. There will be a day where I'm not going to have a mask on when I go outside. I believe in that. When I say I have a problem with people having a problem with the term new normal, it doesn't mean that there are not going to be some kind of normalcy. There needs to be schools, parents with kids at home. Like that. We need to figure this stuff out. New Zealand, we're looking at you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's a downer, right? What if I got a slip and slide? What if I got an old classic slip and slide, set it up in my yard, try to avoid the gopher holes and the brown widows and the 12 crows that now hang above our house looking down at the fake dead crow we have and just going, we're going to get you one of these days. What if I set a slip and slide down? But here's the thing. It's so hot. That's the thing. The pool is great. We could have a giant pool with a waterfall and a slide and a just a good old diving board, old classic diving board. We could have that in our house right now. You get in that water, great. You get out, you're just as hot. That relief lasts for two seconds. It's like sticking an ice pack down your pants. It felt good at the start, but now here at the end of the show, you just have a hot, mushy mass in my pants. Oh, no, maybe that, that didn't turn out right. Um, I think I'll get that slip and slide. I think that's what I'll do. Special shout out to all my uh, Patreon supporters, but particularly my executive producer supporters. That includes Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan X, Matt Thompson, Nathan Dovendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schallenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Bergen, Old Handsaw, Zach Taylor, Ranger Donald, and Ferris Muthana. Uh, thank you thank you to all that support me. You can go to patreon.com slash so I can find a tier that best suits your needs. Two new things for uh, boardroom members, which is uh, tier six and above, and then the tier seven and above. You get to have your voice on Saturday night. Napsack, you can submit uh, brand IDs and show uh, pre-roll intros. Uh, I'm going to be making it official on the page. There's a post on there, but I'll add it into the rewards. If you want to support at that level, you get there. And uh, I, owe, uh, I owe a, a new round of... Uh, Postcards got to go out soon. Zach Anderson in the boardroom. He just broke one of the Knapsack Files keychains he got a while back. You know what I did? I sent him. I sent him two. It's the kind of grumpy a-hole I am. You can go to KenNapsack.com. Click on that spare, uh, charity spotlight tab. We've got a new charity uh, added uh, recently here, and that was uh, recommended by Chad Benefield. It is uh, 
Stronghold Freedom Foundation. Go to Stronghold Freedom Foundation for more information or go to KenAmsac.com, the charity tab, find out more. All right, my friends, that is it. We'll see you next time here on the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. <laughs>